I would tell any listener who's out there, you don't have to call our office. We can certainly help you. But call somebody and get a second opinion from a professional that does it for a living. And they can certainly help you weigh the pros versus the cons. It's time for the My Retirement Clarity Podcast with Lee Perkins, financial planner and president of JL Perkins Wealth Management. Get ready for a good dose of inspiration, simplicity, implementation, and of course, clarity on how to successfully prepare for retirement and grow and preserve your wealth. Here's Ben George with Lee Perkins. Welcome in to My Retirement Clarity. Glad to have you back on the show as we go through some financial planning lessons from the classroom. Lee, what's going on today? And so we're talking classroom, financial stuff, and boy, my wife and daughter, are <laughs> they are ready for summer to be over. So we record this on, what is it, May the 15th. They got about maybe a week and a half left of school. They could tell you to the day how many days they have left, but they're itching to be done so we can start, so they can start summer. So yeah, that's that's kind of what's what is on the top of our plate right now. I was gonna say this this topic kind of hits pretty close to home right now. Huh? It does, and Pam actually overheard me prepping for this show the other day, and she was like, "I, I can relate. I can definitely relate." <laughs> it's almost like you got these lessons straight from her, what she's been dealing with. But we'll apply them today to financial planning as always. We'll do that with Lee Perkins, he is owner and financial advisor at JL Perkins Wealth Management. There in Macon, Georgia, and you can find us online, myretirementclarity.com. And as always, the best way to schedule a meeting with uh, with Lee, if you like to do that, is just go to talkwithlee.com. It's the most simple way to get on this calendar, find a time that works for you, and boom, you're off and running. All right, Lee, let's jump into this today. Um, and the first thing when I think of class and school, I think everyone agrees homework is the first thing that comes to mind. And nobody really enjoys having work to do when they go home, right? So how do we take this and apply it to financial planning? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, like you said, everybody hates homework. And it's really a pretty interesting concept here from a financial planning standpoint, because there's a couple of different personalities that I see. Um, and let me start by saying, I guess, for this whole show and all the topics, there there are certainly exceptions to all of these lessons. But we all remember that person in school who was the overachiever. Uh, maybe they did way more than than everybody else, put in a lot of effort, that, that kind of thing. Uh, but that's not who we're talking about right here. Those people were more detail-oriented, and a lot of us can't relate to that. But for the most part, people don't really want to get into those weeds, you know, unless it's an engineer or, or something like that. An engineer doesn't want you to tell them what time it is. They want you to tell them how to build the clock. Uh, and I can respect that. That's not how really I operate. Um, the danger in sort of wanting to, to know how to build the clock is a lot of times people, they, these folks get bogged down in the details that don't really matter. But what I see for the most part, when people get comfortable in retirement. They don't they don't want to be in the details as much anymore. They want to join the other students in the retirement classroom who just sort of want things to be pretty easy and simple to understand. They just want to spend time in retirement doing the things that that they enjoy doing and and they're okay with paying somebody else to handle all of the details. Um, and one of the things that gives me a lot of joy being is when somebody tells me that they're they're just so glad that we handle all of the stuff that they don't have to worry about anymore. But I also know that as as people age, of course, things get a little bit more complex. 
Uh, decisions that you make tend to have a, a greater impact on, on the potential outcome of a lot of different things. And so, you know, I, I think a lot of people are sort of under the, the misconception that, you know, being your own financial advisor is simply about managing your portfolio. But there's, as we talk about all the time, there's way more to it than, than just that. And I think people, eventually wind up figuring that out. And that's why they wind up hiring a financial advisor, somebody like us at some point, because they they don't want to deal with it anymore. They they don't want to do the homework. Nope. They do not want to do the homework indeed. Um, Our next lesson here too is standardized standardized testing. It's been kind of the, you know, the, the, the basic uh, way that we, we figure out if someone's learned or how they've learned or what they know, but standardized testing, while it, you know, it does have its application, it's, it's not always the best way because not everybody learns that way or, or not everybody's a good test taker, right? And and it's all about building something that works for the student, right? So how do you look at standardized testing not being ideal a lot of ways in education in the classroom and then take that to your office? Yeah. So in the in the financial planning world, we think of or this is how I think of it, I think of standardized testing as as sort of cookie cutter planning meaning everybody gets the same thing. And, and you'll see this in some of the large national uh, wirehouse firms. They, they train their advisors really heavily on products because the investment is, is really all they're showcasing. And, and honestly, that, that's the thing that attracts a lot of people. And that's why most money is with these wirehouse firms because it is the shiny thing that people chase is all about the investment and how much money can I make and all those kind of things. But what we see is people eventually graduate from these wirehouse firms and they they realize that there's way more to financial planning than just buying stocks and bonds and having a cookie cutter portfolio of a, you know, 60% equity, 60% bonds or, or whatever it is. Uh, so in, in our our office, of course, we've, we've got a process that we take everybody through and, you know, to the untrained eye, even though the process is the same for everybody uh, who comes in the door, the planning advice that we give, it's customized for every single person. The portfolios are, are different for every single person, depending on their age and stage and what they're trying to accomplish. The, the whole one size fits all thing is that advice is definitely not ideal. And so, you know, when, when, and you could just look at it when you think about, or when you see articles that are published in, um, financial media outlets, they typically are based on some of the same concepts. You know, it, it, will a million dollars get me, is that enough in retirement? And they, they do a whole subject of articles on that. That and, and that article, that subject can be basically done every single year. And there's a whole new crop of people that are like, ah, oh, that's, that's all I got to have is a million dollars. Having a million dollars is something I, I, I guess you could say that's sort of like, having a standardized test mm-hmm. because people say, Hey, a million dollars is all you need. And that's what everybody needs. It's absolutely not what everybody needs. So, but sometimes that's, that's what my industry tells you have a million dollars, have this cookie cutter portfolio and you'll be good. But that it's not how it works in the real world. Hey folks, Lee Perkins here. If you've listened to this podcast for any amount of time, you know how much I hate taxes. And I know you probably do too. Our politicians are completely out of control. Their spending is off the chart. And you've got to be prepared for increasing taxes in the future. So we've written a book called Diffuse, Seven Steps to Protecting Your 401k or IRA from the Ticking Tax Time Bomb. 
you're going to want to grab a copy of this book and learn how you can protect yourself. Then you'll have to decide if you want to take action right now or if you'd rather wait until the IRS changes the rules of the game. Either way, the choice is yours. To get a free copy of the book, just text the word DEFUSE to 478-475-2050. That's D-E-F-U-S-E to 478-475-2050. And we'll send you a free copy. Thanks again for listening. Now back to the show. Talking about financial planning, lessons from the classroom. And and this is a good lesson next up here, number three, Lee. This is one that we can really, I mean, everything in life has pros and cons, but especially with teaching, right? The, the, the pros are you get the summers off, you got a pretty nice schedule, but the cons are it's a tough job, right? You're always grading papers, you're dealing with students, it can be unruly, you're probably not getting paid enough. Um, but everything in life is that way, right? And I'm sure financial planning is so much the same. There are pros and cons to so much of what you do. That's correct. Now, early on, as the the spouse of a of a teacher, I learned the quickest way to to get Pam all riled up was say, "Hey, you've got it pretty easy. You got a pretty good gig <laughs> because you get off work, you know, every day at three thirty, and you get three months off during the summer." I, I only said that one time to her. And I quickly <laughs> learned that that was that was not a wise thing to do. So, uh, but anyway, yeah. You ask any teacher if if this is how how it is in the real world, they'll tell you quickly in a very uh, stern way that it's not as easy as as it sounds. But yeah, right. You're right. Everything has its pros and cons, and from a financial planning standpoint, it's it's really no different when it comes, especially to the products that are used. No matter what it is, no matter what investment it is, it's, it's just a tool. So whether it's a stock or a bond or a mutual fund or an annuity or an ETF or, or some type of insurance policy, whatever it is, they're just tools. And all these tools can be used uh, you know, to reach a certain outcome. But the reality is there is no perfect tool. You know, Owning an individual stock could certainly have a lot of pros. But it's also got a lot of cons. I mean, you can make a lot of money being in one company or you can lose a lot of money in being in one company. So you have to determine what's more important to you. Pretty much everything has its own own pros and cons. And at, at the end of the day, really what everybody needs is somebody to help them make the best decision in their situation, weighing those pros versus the cons and somebody that's not not too close to the situation. This is why sometimes... It's easy to get bad advice from a family member because they're too close. They're they're too connected in some different way. So I would I would tell any listener who's out there, you don't have to call our office. We can certainly help you, but call somebody and get a second opinion from a professional that does it for a living, and they can certainly help you weigh the pros versus the cons. All right, I know one tool that's uh, very helpful for people on this podcast is people for people listening is the book that you offer too, Lee. Before we continue to move on, I want to remind people that can give them the opportunity to to get that book that you put together. Yes, there are no cons to to ordering <laughs> this book. So, yes, a short book on taxes that we wrote um, called Diffuse uh, Seven Steps to Diffusing the the IRS Ticking Tax Time Bomb. So it's all about how to prepare for. Uh, increasing taxes in the future. And if you want a copy of the book, just text the word diffuse to 478-475-2050. We've been doing this now for maybe two years and people order the book every week. So we'll continue to do that. We've got some other things that we're working on and may change up uh, going uh, and maybe in the near future. We'll see. I won't, won't reveal too much of that now. But yeah, if you want a copy of that book, it's easy to get 
Text DEFUSE, D-E-F-U-S-E, to 478-475-2050. All right, next uh, lesson we learned from the classroom. You know, every every uh, lesson plan is built around the target audience, right? The kids, how old are they? You know, you can't teach calculus to a kid in elementary school, right? You got to progress them along and, and apply the lessons that are most important to them at that time. Retirement planning, very simple, uh, simply the same thing, rightly. I mean, as, as people get older, the, reply, the, the lessons that you have to apply and, the, and the, the conversations you have to have change. You are correct. Uh, and this is something that a lot of people sort of have trouble with, especially with people where I see this a lot as people in their you know late 50s or 60s, mid 60s, late 60s, getting investment advice for maybe one of their, their kids. And I had a a conversation with a client of mine probably nine or nine or 10 months ago, I think. She was a 65-year-old widow, and her 32-year-old son was giving her investment advice. And and he was telling her to he should buy she should buy GameStop stock and, and all that kind of thing. Uh, and, and it was clear he was giving her investment advice based on what somebody his age would do. So it wasn't age-appropriate advice. And so that's certainly one of the things that we take into consideration every time we meet with somebody. We want to make sure that we're giving age-appropriate advice. I'm not going to tell a 65-year-old lady to go buy GameStop stock. Uh, hmm. Just I'm not going to do it. So, And, and we're also not giving no, – no, we don't meet with a lot of people who are in their 30s at this point. Uh, it could be something that we add in the future. But from a just from a practical standpoint, we see – people that are, you know, usually over the age of 50 and, and older, but I'm not giving the same advice to a 55-year-old as I do a 75-year-old. Even though they could both be retired, their their situations are usually going to be completely different and because there there's, honestly, there are challenges that a 75-year-old faces that a 55-year-old simply is not going to face for a long time. So, so the advice that we give has to be tailored based on the person. And also you you can't you can't just say that that because somebody is a certain age, they fit into this mold or fit into this box. That's that's where uh, you know I think we we did I did an episode on robo advising um, maybe two episodes ago. That's why I don't think we will ever be replaced by robots because a robot is probably only going to look at somebody's age and and make a recommendation based on that and Boy, I've met 70-year-olds that invest like they're 35, and they're okay with that. And I've met 35-year-olds who invest like they're 70 years old, and they're okay with that too. So, yeah, it's it's all – it's got to be age-appropriate, but you got to know the details of the person. All right, one last lesson I want to share from the classroom, and it's a great one, and probably one lesson that people listening right now probably understand, Lee, and that's lifelong learning is a great habit to develop. Yeah, we always tell our clients that we can teach them as much as they want to learn. Some people are more eager to learn and some people would rather just know that we're going to handle things and they're going to be okay. So one of the things that we've sort of recently implemented is something that we call our Retirement Clarity University. It's an it's an online training portal that that we're building out so that we can continue to educate our clients in a variety of different financial planning ways and different on different subjects and different topics. A lot of the things that we touch on today may not be relative 
uh, or not relative, that may not be relevant for them right now, but maybe it will be in, in three or four years. And when, when that happens, they can access this information 24 seven. Uh, we've actually had this training portal up for a little while now with a course called Know Your Number. And any listener to the podcast can actually go to our website and click on the word clients that is in the top right hand port of, uh, part of the website. And, and once you're, you're there, you'll see a course called Know Your Number. And it's a three part course with, with videos and downloads, uh, a lot of just really helpful information and, and, when you click it, you'll see it's listed for $247, but there's a, a coupon code that's the coupon code is know your number and just click on that coupon code, put it in there. The price goes away and you can access that course for free. So it's a great resource for listening listeners to the podcast, but it's it's going to continue to be a great way for us to continue to teach our, our clients at, at whatever pace they want they want to go at. Now we're not we're not gonna mail out um graduation certificates or anything like that because I don't, I don't know that anybody wants that um, but anyway it's just something that we're doing there I think it's a, a great way for us to equip our clients yeah you, you guys always do a good job of uh, keeping people involved and providing them with as much information and, and tools and resources as possible this podcast is being one of them but if you have questions for Lee uh, and want to follow up with him just go to talkwithlee.com you can schedule a meeting right there through that website right now talk with Lee. Dot com. All right, time now to go into the mailbag a little bit and uh, answer a couple questions. I got two I want to run by you today, Lee. Let's start with Mel and Macon. Says I've been trying to pay off my house early so I don't have a mortgage when I retire later this year. But at this point, it looks like I'll still have payments for another ten to twelve months after retirement. Should I just keep working until it's paid off? Mel, great question, and it's a question that I get all the time. Um, and I think it's a really cool goal to have your mortgage paid off before you retire. But man, there's absolutely no way that I'm going to work another year just to so I can say that my house is paid off when I retire. Retire when you're ready. Uh, and just have, if, if you're ready right now, go ahead and retire. If you've got a mortgage for another year, that's fine. And go ahead and start enjoying your retirement. Don't give your company an additional year of your life if, if you don't have to. And, and another thing to remember that sometimes people overlook, if you've only got nine, 10, 12 months left on a mortgage, it's not very likely you're paying a whole lot of interest at this point. Uh, most of your payments probably going to principal. So yeah, I'd pull the trigger, retire and have a mortgage for a little while. So thank you for the question, Mel. And, and of course, I hope you enjoy that retirement and enjoy it soon. All right. Abigail in Birmingham, my hometown is next up. Uh, my parents are going to purchase a house as they begin retirement. But most good houses in their area are just a bit out of their price range, and they don't want to take out a mortgage. Are there any options where I can lend them money? I don't know if their pride will allow them to accept it as a gift, so maybe I can loan them the money. Uh, but how does that work, even or even if it's possible? Have you helped people navigate this before? Yeah, this one gets a little bit tricky for me because there's a couple of things going on here. It sounds like they're trying to buy something that they can't afford without having a mortgage. Mm -hmm. And so if I'm you... I'm I'm probably not going to get involved in this situation because you know th this is their decision. Now you could ask them if you could think about it this way. What what you asked was could I could I lend them the money? Well, if you lend them the money, that means they're going to borrow it from you and pay you back, which is a simply uh, essentially the same thing as having a mortgage. So I, I would say if you want to help them out, just give them the money. And don't expect it back. 
I know you referenced their pride, and, and I get that totally. But here, here's what I say. Position it this way. Say, hey, mom and dad, I love you. I want you to be happy in this new house. I'm not going to loan you the money, but why don't I just give you the money? And, and you don't have to pay me one dime back uh, until after you die. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to get the money back anyway. So if if you are one of their beneficiaries, I just think how you position it can be a little bit different. I, I would not I would not loan them money because that's going to complicate things and probably probably wind up making Thanksgiving dinners a little bit awkward. Just that's my thoughts there. All right, Abigail, hopefully that helps you out. If you have questions for Lee, start with talkwithlee.com. Get on this calendar right now or visit myretirementclarity.com as well. You can get learn more about J.L. Perkins Wealth Management, plus access those resources Lee has talked about. And Lee, one more time, the opportunity for that book offer. Yep. Text the word diffuse to 478-475-2050. Give us a name and a good shipping mailing address and we'll send it right out. Outstanding. Well, thank you for being a part of this episode and good luck with all the family finishing up uh, schooling right now, Lee. And best of luck to you. I appreciate it, man. Thanks a lot. Hope y'all have a great one as well. Lee Perkins here, and I want to thank you so much for tuning into the show today. If you like our podcast, we would be honored if you would share the show with others. And one great way to do that is by posting the show to your social media pages or by just telling others about it. Either way, we would really appreciate it. And of course, if you do enjoy the show, we would appreciate it if you would give us a five-star review. And this certainly helps other people like you find our show. And if you want to learn a little more about our firm and how we help people have the best retirement they can possibly have, go check us out at www.myretirementclarity.com. There are a lot of great resources that you can access directly on the website. And of course, if you want to have a conversation with me, you can visit www.talkwithlee.com. And this will take you directly to my calendar. And there you can schedule a 15-minute phone call so I can learn a little bit more about your situation. Of course, everybody is not a great fit for our firm, but if I think we can add value and put you in a better situation, I'll let you know and we can certainly talk about the next steps. So thanks again for tuning into the show and we'll catch you next time. Investment advisory services are offered by JL Perkins Wealth Management, a registered investment advisor and insurance agency. Information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, legal, or investment advice. Always consult with a qualified tax, legal, or investment professional before taking any action.